Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We've got a great guest, in fact, two great guests. But first, a quick thank you to our sponsor. One of the most valuable skills is learning how to sell. And I don't mean sales in the context of manipulation or any of those sleazy sales techniques. I'm talking about the old-fashioned art of bringing value to customers. I'd like you to attend How to Win Funds and Influence People. This is hosted by Russell Gray from the Real Estate Guys Radio Show. Coming up on June 28th and 29th in Dallas, Texas, this is a must-attend event. If you've not attended before, you definitely want to make it there. For more information, go to realestateguysradio.com slash events. That's realestateguysradio.com slash events. We are back here on the weekend edition. We interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. All the way from Kansas City, welcome to the show, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Thanks Thank you for, for having us. us. Great to have you both here. We've got to know each other over the last several years, and I know you're in a bunch of different asset classes, everything from assisted living to multifamily. But before we jump into talking about real estate, why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory, how you got into the world of investing? Yeah, so um, it's a really interesting story. We got into real estate investing. It actually started when I was in the military. I was in the U.S. Navy for five years. I was on board two aircraft carriers. During my time in the Navy, I ran across a guy who asked me if I had ever read The Little Purple Book. I think we all know what that book is, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, long story short, I went to the, to the exchange that day. I bought it. Uh, I went out to, on deployment like two weeks later, and um, I read the whole book on deployment, and ever since then, I was hooked. Yes. And so for me, I wasn't quite convinced yet. At that time, I was still getting my degree. Um, I initially set out to get my degree in forensic science. And I actually, while we were in Daytona, I got accepted to their law enforcement academy. So that was my path. I was so gun-ho about doing the career. Justin had to do some convincing with me (laughs) (laughs) to actually take the leap once we got back to Kansas City and invest in our first duplex. That was like our first property. And I still wasn't convinced because I was gun-ho about, you know, having my own thing here. And so finally, a few years ago, I had this big event happen where my father passed away. And fast forward to Justin and I finally going to the goals retreat with the real estate guys, Create Your Future. And us kind of aligning our goals together and figuring out exactly what we needed to do. And that's when the light bulb kind of went off. And as the year went on, we finally got on the same path. I love that. And so fast forward to today, you're in a few different asset classes. You got into senior assisted living locally in the Kansas City market. Tell me a little bit about that experience. What's that been like? So it's been interesting. Um, We got into assisted living about three years ago. We had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of learning curves. And I think essentially what we realized, this was our uh, one of our first major developments we realize everything takes longer and costs more than what you projected. Also, being a developer yourself, you can you can relate to that. It's, it's one of those situations where I didn't exactly realize uh, everything that went into it. But fortunate enough for me, I'm very conservative in uh, everything that I do as far as, especially when it comes to finances. So when I run performers, I'm very conservative about how I run the performance. And it allowed enough runway for us to make mistakes along the way and not end our uh, development project without any money. So I think one of the biggest takeaways was, was that. And then second is the fact that as real estate investors, we're business owners too. 
And so I always come to a real estate deal with the idea that business first, real estate second, because if you don't have the business systems in place to run a, a successful real estate business, you won't be able to sustain that, that success. We see a lot of flippers who get on that flipping train and they flip a whole bunch of houses. And I don't necessarily consider flipping a true real estate investor, but it's a business owner. And so they get on this flipping train and they can never get off this flipping treadmill because, and they can never get off because they haven't set up the proper systems to get them out of their business, working on their business versus working in their business. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. So you talked about taking more of a business approach. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the, the, the three things that we are always talking about, and I'll let Keisha kind of answer, answer the three things. Right. So we talk about, you know, one of the three things. Um, the first thing is organizing that system like Justin stated. So building the right team, inquiring the right talent, um, recruiting the right people. Um, we briefly talked about this also. I remember, Victor, where you talked about the person that you don't have to necessarily know about everything. Yeah. And, and then second is lead gen. So I think lead generation is, is vital for every business. If you are not able to generate leads as a real estate investor, if you're not able to generate new leads for new properties, if you're not able to generate new buyers for new properties, if you're not able to generate interest, lead generation is a core component to just about everything in business. Ken McElroy talked about how sales solves all problems. Sales solves all problems. Lead generation helps you get that sale. So to me, lead generation dovetails right into uh, that. And then the other thing, the last thing, number three, um, we said organization systems um, for your team. We said lead generation. And then number three is budgeting. I think it's key to have a strong budget in place. If you don't have that budget in place, you won't know how to hire and recruit and retain the right talent. And if you don't have that ability, then you can't effectively lead gen because not everybody's a great lead gener. Everybody is not effective at going out there and marketing themselves. That's right. not, you don't have to be talented at everything. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what system or what uh, talent to recruit, then you can't effectively lead gen. And if you can't recruit talent and lead gen, you won't have a budget to do the former two. So I think it all starts with... Um, I did it actually out of order on purpose. I think it starts with budgeting. If you have a correct budget in place, you can do the other two things very successfully as a real estate investor and as a business owner. Right. Correct. I love it. If you fast forward over the next couple of years, what's in your pipeline? I like that question. I like that question. You want to start, Keisha? (laughs) That's something that um, oftentimes we are living in the moment, living in the now. There's a couple of things expanding with our business, um, that being, you know, coaching and um, development, and then also as continuing with the podcast. Right, right. Five years from now, you'll be the sum total of the people you meet and the books you read. That was a quote by Charlie Tremendous Jones. And so in living in the moment, we are always looking to meet and expand uh, the people we're in our network. Um, We're always looking to expand our education by reading great books. Uh, studying great material. As far as tangible, uh, of course, assisted living, a few multi-tenanted projects that we're, we have in our pipeline, we've talked about basically partnering with the right people, joint venturing with the right people, building the right systems, building the right teams to do multi-tenanted projects. And that could be commercial, that could be retail strip, office building, all of those things. 
the the last would be uh, of course our coaching and uh, our mentoring, which is actually not even something that we really intended to do. We set out to really add value to the community as a whole. When people would come and ask us, how did you do it? We right. didn't have a systematized way to give people a good answer. And so that's why we created the podcast. Um, and then also why we are now implementing some kind of system to coach people, especially business owners and real estate investors through the business processes. Um, kind of like what Michael Gerber talks about in the E-Myth. Right. One of the strategies that a lot of investors gravitate towards is to do things locally, do things in their local market where they have ability to control what's going on and see things directly. What's your philosophy on that? Are you sticking local or are you going further afield? That's a really good question. Yeah. So I think what, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. No, we don't believe in, in sticking local. Um, we believe uh, living where you want to live and investing where the numbers make sense. It's It's been our philosophy since day one. And since Keisha and I came into alignment, which is a, a story in and of itself, which we don't have time for today, uh, that was one of the things we built our model off of. How can we go into any market with a laptop and inter- internet connection and a cell phone and be successful? We don't have a local mindset. I think, you know, having met with you several years ago and all the hundreds of other people that we have met in our tribe and in our circles, it's allowed us to expand our, our mindset past just staying local where we, quote unquote, have control because there's really no such thing as true control, I don't believe. Right, exactly. And there's a couple of things, too, that we've learned to do throughout the years that has helped us with that. Um, one of those things is simply um, automating everything, building the back door to our system so that way we can function wherever we are. That has truly helped us um, because I feel like when you only build in your backyard, you limit yourself to only that place. And there's, you know, there's 7 billion people that you can touch in this world yeah. and you can't do it just in one spot that leaves you stagnant and the market is growing in many different places. And why don't you give us a little bit of info about your podcast? Oh, thank you. Um, Real Life for Equity podcast is a podcast focused on the realities behind entrepreneurship. Our goal when we set out was to really highlight the grind, um, the sometimes mundane, the sometimes boring, sometimes laborious, unsexy parts of entrepreneurship. We wanted to give a glimpse into what it means to be a real entrepreneur versus the social media version where everybody's flying G5s and and driving Lamborghinis and taking luxury vacations. So our mission is to help educate and inspire by giving the tools and tips and strategies, but it's also to give the reality behind entrepreneurship as a whole. And so we do that by interviewing great guests like yourself and, and a host of other guests who are in the trenches daily, actively doing the thing, eating their own cooking, living the life that they're portraying on not only social media, but actually giving the wisdom behind what it took to get them to their quote unquote social media status. Right. Exactly. I love it. Well, if folks want to get in touch, what's the best way? Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, get a, give us a shout, info at realliferealequity.com. 
That's info at realliferealequity.com. And, and just for your audience, we would love, absolutely love to give your audience uh, something valuable um, because we've always been taught add value where we can. So uh, Keisha's the number one bestselling author. And then I'm also a number one bestselling author. Keisha, give them your book title and I'll give them mine. Yes. So the book is Desire, Discipline, and Determination. And that's Lessons from Bold Thought Leaders. And uh, mine is, is Resilience, Turning Your Setback into a Comeback. We were both invited by our good friend Kyle Wilson to uh, be a co-contributor to this book where there's over 30 entrepreneurs who give their story of not only resilience, but also a desire, discipline and determination. Absolutely. So um, <laughs> we want to give away that book for free. Keisha, what's the best way to give it to them? So to get that book, you can simply go to realliferealequity.com forward slash ebook and you'll be able to download that book for free. That's terrific. For the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Keisha and Justin at realliferealequity.com or have a listen to their podcast at the Real Life Real Equity podcast. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.